0: Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the pernicious prognosticator, Brian Appleby-Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. We're not going to lie, we like the way we're doing it bringing the masses heretofore untold trumpet truths about musicianship, practicing, teaching, and life. Our goal from the beginning is to have you think WTF every time you need valuable information about the trumpet and trumpeting life. Home to blogs, articles, videos, helpful lists, not-so-helpful lists, and things that are mildly entertaining, the WTF is your one-stop shopping headquarters for all things trumpet. Head on over to WorldTrumpetFederation.com and check us out. And by 26 Contemplative Studies for Trumpet, a new project by yours truly that is intended to lead students toward informed musicianship. The book contains 26 original studies for trumpet that are paired with 26 original poems. While the studies could stand alone for practice, performance, or auditions, the concept pairs them with the poems so that students begin to make those all-important extra-musical connections that lead to refined, elegant performance. The style of the studies varies throughout the book, but most are in the spirit of interesting, lyrical, melodic compositions that allow for expression, interpretation, and the development of authentic musicianship. For some playing examples, check out my Instagram story, at William Stoneman, or go to www.williamstoneman.com for details and to order your copy of 26 Contemplative Studies today. And just in time for Christmas, free shipping in the United States continues. 26 Contemplative Studies for Trumpet will change the way you guide your students toward beautiful musical informed playing the open bell is comprised of three segments warming up a couple things and no offense we use these segments to predict present and proffer information that we believe is important to pretentious trumpet people gentlemen shall we Each week warming up is brought to you by ChopSaver, saver that perfect all natural lip treatment created by the one and only dynamic Dan Gosling. So go on over to ChopSaver.com and order yours today. In fact, buy a bunch and share them with your friends. They make great stocking stuffers. Dan is all about protecting your embouchure. Even when you're not capable of doing so yourself. Oh, Hey Brian, <laughs> what do you have for us today?
1: Yeah. Speaking of on
2: your teeth. <laughs> all right. So I have a question um, today. It's, Tangentially related to cornet, of course, um, because yeah. the only time I memorize music is when I'm playing a cornet solo. That and I wanted odd. to ask you guys about, mm. um, well, I just, I haven't ever done it on a recital, I haven't ever memorized a piece for a recital, but I do it now all the time in front of the band. Um, and that's also new. I used to play with music all the time in front of the band. Um, but tell me your thoughts on memorizing, like, is it important for brass players to do? because I've seen lots of professional concerts where trumpet player from the orchestra will stand out front, and they'll be using music. Um, I've seen people use it for contemporary solos. And I've also seen lots of people play solos with music, uh, without music, right? Andre didn't use music most of the time. Um, Alison Balsam certainly doesn't use music when she's standing in front of the band.
3: Huh. Is it important Uh, is an interesting way to phrase that question. I don't think it's important because it, it's not required or necessary in most instances. Now, that's separate from do I think it's a valuable tool and one that we should have, which yeah. I think, yes, absolutely. So I think those are, those are two different answers. So I'll answer the question you a- uh, asked, but then I'll answer the question I wish you had asked. <laughs> Why should today be any different? <laughs> Stop asking questions. Here's what you <laughs> meant to
2: ask. Me what, task, the question what you, you
0: want to ask. know. <laughs> Bill, what do you think? Oh, I thought you were going to ask another question. Um, I, uh, I think it is important because I think it puts you in a different headspace and it m- brings on another level of musicianship that you don't get when you're reading off the paper.
2: Yeah, it's almost like the paper, even when you know the piece really well, backwards and forwards, nearly memorized, it is still a little bit distracting.
0: There's a difference between, I think at that point, when you have it memorized, I think you have it inter- the music internalized at a different level. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that, and I, I have done this with students over the years, I don't require memorization on recitals, but if I think if someone's just kind of missing the mark and not doing everything they possibly can with something... Um, I'll have them memorize it to try to get to that different place,
3: right? But you're saying it's important, but then you just said I don't require it. I don't require it. <laughs> so but how think, is it important? You're making my point, not yours,
0: right? That it's a valuable I, skill that we should be developing. I think it is a valuable skill. I don't know that everyone's entirely capable of it, and so if I think that it's gonna. Oh, I disagree with that. Hinder someone, or they're not comfortable with it, then I won't make them do it. But there are certain instances where why I would
3: that. why would someone not be capable of it?
0: what would prevent them from being uh, able to memorize something i don't know, just have difficulty doing it they they that's haven't more reason l- to do it not not right. to do it haven't had a lot of experience with it maybe they're sure. they are a nervous performer and this is one more layer to freak them out so i don't require it
3: right but but you said wouldn't be able to i, I don't i don't agree with that i think anybody could memorize. well
0: maybe i should say like they wouldn't be successful with it they wouldn't have as much success with it hmm. but I, I i mean i I think it's important to do. I have some related questions, Brian.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: Can you, can you memorize something on the trumpet or if you're going to memorize it, does it have to be on the cornet?
2: Yeah. It has to be on the cornet.
0: Right. That's okay. what it is. Now it, we're, we're, we're <laughs> going to start
3: assigning Brian trumpet <laughs> right. pieces trumpet now. Things to memorize. <laughs> to memorize. Absolutely.
2: I just and haven't, I, I haven't done it on the trumpet. I, I think let's see. Trumpet. I, well, back in high school, I did a concerto competition, um, and uh, a requirement was to memorize the concerto. And I, I played Artunian, and I had to memorize that. And I had some memory slips. you know, I was in like 11th grade or something. And um, uh, so I didn't memorize for the longest time. And I also didn't require my students to memorize. And then when I was um, first up in Halifax and working with Tom and Dave Childs, I realized that everything they do in front of the group was memorized. And since I had to stand in front of the group too, I decided my stuff should be memorized. Um, and so I started doing it. I still wasn't, haven't been totally confident with really fast or longer things, um, but I played when Bill came and wagged this, this weekend, I played the solo memorized. Um, yeah. It was great to have Bill out wagging in front of the band. It was highly yeah, I wanna, successful. I want to get to that. Yeah. yeah. It was, we'll, it was, we'll, we'll it, was <laughs> it was terrific. It was terrific. And I had one little um, accidental memory slip on it. Um, just missed a, missed a note but, but it i didn't... yelled
0: i yelled notes at him yeah yeah standing right next to him. <laughs> me. <laughs> i mean
3: with your, D- your, he was screaming D- with your left hand you put up fingerings that's yeah. right i can do that he's yeah. he's really
2: good conducting different meters with e- each hand um uh, but i but a few years ago i also started requiring it of my students on their sophomore barrier so every student has to play the first page of the aria conversazione, the fitzgerald arrangement of the handle mm-hmm. Um, so they have to memorize through the triplet section and they also have to do the second movement of the Haydn on E-flat and they have to memorize that too. Um, and it's been super successful since I started doing that. Almost nobody has failed um, their their barrier um, since that since I started that.
3: Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always had a, an easier time with memorization. Here's Here are two funny stories. One, okay. my high school band director figured this out because uh, I didn't like taking music on the field. Right. So, But we had a different dance team tune every week. Oh. So usually they'd pass them out the week before. We'd play them a couple of times inside, and they're relatively short and simple, and you're playing first trumpet, you have the melody. So I'd always have them ready to go. So he decided to mess with me once. <laughs> he waited until Monday morning. Section leaders need to see everybody up here. Before we head out to the field, here's a, here's a new dance team chart. We're going to pass this out. We'll run it when we get down on the field. <laughs> and at the time i thought is he messing with me later he absolutely was messing yeah, totally so, messing with you so i took the trumpets and i walked out last behind the, uh, the section leaders walking slowly from the band hall downstairs out towards our practice field we had a regular football field in which we practiced <laughs> staring at the piece staring at the, music, staring at the music staring at the music staring at the music staring at the music handed out to my section handed to my section staring at the music and uh all right uh Turns to the drum major. All right, let's run this. And he came and he stood about five feet in front of my bell, <laughs> and I put the music in my pocket. <laughs> and he says, uh, "You got your music there?" And looked at him. And I said, "I think I got it. <laughs>
1: I'm okay." <laughs> and I played it from memory. <laughs> so because...
3: I've had a, I've had an easier time. The other the other time where I, I got into a little competitive thing was at, at Disney. We, you know, I uh, was there in the summer of '88 playing a show, playing the Kids of the Kingdom show, which is about. I don't know, 23, 25 minutes of music. So we get there the first morning and they say, okay, here it is. Here's your book. Here's a recording of it. You can watch it and see it. Now you're going to need it memorized and we open next week. So make sure you get it rehearsed, get it together and all this stuff. But realize, you know, this is the end goal. I said, okay. So the dancers had been there for a week because they'd been learning the choreography. So the dancers came in and did the show for us. And so we could see what it was going to look like. And they said, at the end of the day, after you guys have rehearsed, you'll come down and do the show. You'll come play it for us with the tracks and the voices and the characters and all that stuff. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. So there's eight of us, you know, we rehearse, take care of ourselves. We go all day long. It's like an eight-hour rehearsal day. And I was saying, yeah, okay, cool. That shouldn't be a big deal, right? And the trombone player, who to this day is one of my best friends, um, said, yeah, you know. And he'd worked at Disney before. He was kind of taking some charge there. He'd been around and done these things. So we get towards the end of the day, and there was a little trash talk about, you know, getting this memorized and getting this memorized. So so it's about 4.45, end of the day, and we're going to go down the hall to where the dancers are, and we're going to set up and play for them in their room. So we stood up, and he picked up his book, and I said, seriously? You're take, <laughs> te- take, taking the music with you?" Wow. <laughs> and he says, come on, man. And I said, if you need to. I I get it. <laughs>
0: wow. you, know, you need that kind of thing. If you need
3: the, you need the crutch. I mean, you need the that, dots. That, that, that's cool. but uh, so I mean, I do like memorizing, but uh, and I've r- always had a relatively easy
0: time with it. but uh, so you're saying you have a photogenic memory. You're a savant. <laughs> it's a very good-looking memory. <laughs> Clay
3: Jenkins accused—well, he accused me of having a photographic memory to my students. <laughs> he, he came out here to do a master class, and one of my students walked in and said, "You have a photographic memory." I said, "No, absolutely not." And he said, well, Clay Jenkins was just doing a master class for us here. I said, "Oh, I didn't know Clay was even here." <laughs> and he said, "We did a camp together where we uh-huh. sat next to each other. Uh, he was at Birch Creek once, and we did the same session." And he said, Oh, no, I said next. And I said, Clay, why are you telling people that? He goes, I know what I saw. <laughs> 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 no, 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 I, yeah, listen, I would cop to that. If it's true. I've had an easier time with it. But I, and uh, so um, I'm not sure that I agree with you that people like me, that once they have it memorized, then have it internalized better. I
0: don't know. I kind of have a photographic memory, but it still makes a difference. It puts me in a different place musically. Yeah, it
3: can, but for me a lot of times it's just yeah. I'm just reading it in my head. Right. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I do that too. Like you I can picture just it. it's yeah. just see it in front of me. Yeah. Like the first
3: right. year we were I was doing auditions here and somebody's playing the canon and, and you know, they got, you know, into the uh, onto the uh, second page where it basically repeats the whole thing all over in the again. D-flat, right. And I said, Oh, can I stop here? Could you just go to the top of the fourth page at letter O and start there where it's, beam da 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 and John Rommel looked over me and says, Seriously? I'm like isn't that where that yeah, is? Yeah, I mean, how many times have you looked at it? <laughs> how many more times do you need to look at it to know that that's there? Right, yeah, but it wasn't It wasn't that I had it necessarily memorized mm-hmm. just uh, in, in, in sound. I have it memorized by sight in, a, in that way. It helps. Well, yeah, I have both is, of those things.
0: Yeah, these are the three ways in, right? I mean, like, it's either oral, visual, or kinesthetic, and if you can cross-reference those things to get it memorized, right, whether yeah. it's you memorized a finger pattern or the way it sounds or the way it looks. I mean,
3: yeah, if you can use all of those, it really yeah, works that's best. Great. Yeah. yeah so better.
0: I, I love the idea of memorizing, Brian. That's really cool that I, I'm thinking about this now. You require it for a oh, barrier. I, like, I don't require I like it. Too. To, yeah. you have to start. I think it's important enough to require it, even if it's an etude. Yeah. Sure. Yes, okay. something. Hmm. Yeah. Something. I like it.
2: That was a long warming up. I apologize, but I was curious. Well, you always curious. take a
0: long time to warm up. Joey, <laughs> well, what do you have? This is true. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well i i know we've talked uh about performances and stuff and i just want to say it it, it's getting busier again and things and there's there's fun stuff coming up yeah you know so a lot of stuff just kind of went away and i like it you know i like the wide variety of things so i'll tell you some highlights i got coming up and they're all in the same weekend so it's a friday saturday sunday we're on friday steve ali who i think you guys know he's a jazz pianist oh yes he's amazing he's an amazing composer he's an amazing uh, performer uh, we were supposed to do with his big band uh, something for the Indianapolis Jazz Festival in August. And August didn't work out so great so that they said, no, we're not doing this now. Mm. So it got rescheduled. And so it's going to be in December. So we're finally going to do this all new music, a tribute to Jazz Masters, a tribute to Steve's influences and uh, uh, pretty amazing. So it's going to be great. So is we're it, gonna it's do, all his arrangements and stuff? All his arrangements and, oh, and, wow. and originals, originals yeah. and arrangements both. So oh, and a great band so it's gonna it's gonna be really uh, that's gonna be really fun and then the next day if I say to you the, the the phrase you light up my life whose name comes to mind Debbie Boone Debbie Boone Debbie Boone in, really in, 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 yeah <laughs> I, I saw, I'm like oh yeah Debbie Boone and then the day after that I'm gonna go over to Illinois and uh, play with the Danville uh, Symphony over there they have Steve Lipia coming in who does a lot of Frank he does like a Frank Sinatra show. Right. right. So bang, bang, bang. It's going to be a, a really, really fun weekend to do. So, you know, uh, getting out and playing. So much yeah, fun. Good variety beautiful. of stuff. Uh, a lot of fun. You know, this is, it's good that the stuff is, is back. And, you know, these are still, everything's supposed to be safe. You have to, you know, yeah. show your vaccination cards and the, for the audience and for the band and everything and, you know, taking all the precautions we can. But I, I am happy to be out and
0: performing again. Are you guys staying busy? Definitely yeah. busy. With wagon and plan. Oh
3: yeah. So so tell You're me build about la- the double this week. Tell me what about last do- weekend.
0: I-, I think by the way I'm gonna just tape my vaccination card to my bell as a cover and then I'm done. Yeah. I think it's more efficient. It's
3: pretty good. You
0: know what I'm saying? You just have it right out there. Yeah. Or just maybe you could have a mask made with your vaccination card imprint oh, like on that. the mask. I mean.
3: All right, right so <laughs> how how was uh conducting the uh
0: Atlantic well, uh brass band? From where I was standing I like the way I conducted it.
3: (laughs) Likes the way he did it. You you were happy with
0: the way you uh, you did
1: it. Brass band band
2: music shocked. (laughs) What is he doing? (laughs) Somebody Um, help
0: us. Brass band music is is interesting, right? Find a way to make anything more challenging than it really needs to be. (laughs) Yes. More meter changes. Yeah. More meter changes than Brian has excuses. Yeah. It was. (laughs) That's a lot. It was a lot.
1: It a
2: yeah, lot. Yeah. And it was like three degrees. No, it was pretty cold on the yeah, in it was Cape like, May.
0: <laughs> I was so happy to not, not to be playing on the gig, just to be moving around. So so Brian, how did he do?
2: He did great. It was awesome. Thursday night, he was uh, he was trying to follow the band. The band was glued to his baton. And wherever he went, that's where the band went. And so well, he was a little under because the band kept following him.
0: <laughs> I was he trying to defer, some, like, some defer on tempos a little bit because yeah. I didn't want to go in and just trash everything. And man, they were laying back. I'm like, okay we do this stuff pretty slow all right but then eventually we came so then agreement. he said you
2: know I, i'm not sure it works at this tempo we're like thank god
0: yeah and <laughs> I we're know, off I Although know, I, went. and i did change some tempos of sal's stuff so hopefully yes. he won't be too upset when he gets back <laughs> no it was great but it was yeah, fun
2: it w- he did a great job and then uh, of course you know how he is in front of the band when he when he's talking to the audience oh there's nobody better oh <laughs> Yeah, you know, he Peter does. Pants, funny. We were on; people were on the floor. Yeah, it's great.
0: I may have turned to. I asked the board of directors to stand up. <laughs> this is great. And uh, one of the cornet players, the front row, stood up. Justin, he's a great guy. And I, I turned and I went, "You're on the board."
2: <laughs> Into the oh, mic. Oh my <laughs> gosh! On and
0: the I'm mic. Like, well, I don't know In, what it. The, on I don't the know mic. what it takes to get on the board. I mean, I'm just saying. I was just shocked when you stood up. I just <laughs> didn't think. Then <and> just. <laughs> This, oh, but this is beautiful. I do want to say this is—I'm so proud of this moment. So we're getting ready to do Christmas Festival, Leroy Anderson, <laughs> and I asked the audience: Our next piece is by Leroy Anderson. How many of you are familiar with Sleigh Ride? And all these hands go up. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, say, yeah, they, they yeah. cheer, and I go, "Well, we're not playing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play instead Christmas Festival, which is completely fine, except for one problem: it doesn't have the horse whinny. No horse whinny. But I said, "But Brian, let's just do it anyway." To <gasps> which point, Brian says he can't.
2: i my up- horse. My horse whinny is horrific. No, no, bad. no, no,
0: no. When a
3: conductor says you do this, you don't get to say no. Yeah, you it, think was you are. it was Man, bad. It was bad.
0: I was wearing a turtleneck and had a baton at the time. <laughs> That's then no option. Then you do a charge. horse whinny. So then, this is great. So bad. I start down the front row of the cornets, and it's terrible. <laughs> we should have had auditions page ahead can't of time, do,
3: your, your page can't do no work.
0: page no we I got don't know nothing what oh, well. i don't know what happened i it felt bad like you on the See, us I had, then so you, do way, you have a professional in the section but who can do but, it back to page for a second i may have said when she stood up for bugler's holiday that i thought that she would be taller in person i did <laughs> i may have said that <laughs> also on the mic <laughs> is, is on the page is page short not as tall as I thought she'd be, How and she tall turned. Is she? she
2: turned to me at that point. She said, "I did wear heels."
0: I I looked to the left to cue, and all I could see was Brian, and she was standing next to me. I don't well, want Brian's to say she's short. No, he towers over her. Okay. Anyway, uh, so out of the back row comes this glorious horse Winnie. I mean, it was a really good one, right? Yeah, great. And it's it's Malcolm. I right. could see a professional now, There right. we go. A professional and there so we go. I said I said ladies and gentlemen there's a sign of a true professional trumpet player right there someone that you could wake from a dead sleep which they just did and can play <laughs> this and is could play work. a horse when he on command yeah it was great we wow. had a blast we excellent a blast. it's right, a well, great it's a great book I mean it's a really great Christmas book and it was a lot of fun to do so nice all right Bill what do you got for us today mine is this question uh how do you guys feel about reteaching a solo that a student has worked on before they get to you? I was talking to a good friend of mine this week or having this pedagogical discussion. And I want to know how you feel about reteach. So someone comes in, they have played the Artunian before. <laughs> what do you do? I, I, I,
3: oh, easy. I, I find it at times to be a necessity. <laughs> yes. I got
2: no problem jumping in on that stuff.
0: <laughs> I yeah. tend to avoid it. I, I'll come back to it, but I, I tend to avoid it. So to be careful here, I see the value in the process, but I tend to not want to reteach things right away. I want to teach things and then come back. Oh, not right away. I usually start with, okay, let's go with, so what have you done? And we'll make a list.
3: Then we go to other things and like, well, let's take a look at that. Well, you know, I did that when I was in high school. Sure. Well, let's, Mm -hmm. let's take another whack at it and see how it is. Or I did that as an undergrad. Okay, well, let's, let's see how that is now. I find it to be sometimes necessary. I, I, I've told my students, I, "I, when you walk in the door, uh, I heard you play a good audition, and after that, have assumed that you don't know anything. So I'm going to go poke, and I'm going to see what's in there. Right. So even though cool. you've done some stuff before, hey, let's go see where that is, and let's see how you could go about it now. It might find it easier. You might be able to do more stuff with it. Let's go see. Mm-hmm.
2: I think, yeah, I think it's always often fun for students to just revisit something a couple months after they start and see how much they've changed. You know, so they'll bring something in and they're like, this is so much easier or wow, I would play this so differently than I did, you know, last spring when I was in high school. I think it's a fun little, fun little exercise, but you're, you're, you're worried about the, the emotional impact or the.
0: Both. Like, I I don't want to dive in right away. Like, well, you're doing this wrong or you're doing this wrong. Especially if I think that their approach to it might not be the way that I would want to do it. I think it's just easier to start with a blank slate and then potentially circle back to it.
2: I would agree with that it can it can be difficult and you don't want to say i mean depends on what i mean i've have had students whose parents taught them right father was is a trumpet player right um and they come in and and you know so i i don't tread carefully but i am
3: okay now now cognizant of that yeah sometimes their fathers actually are trumpet players and sometimes their fathers are trumpet players (laughs) right Right. you know or or professional musicians at any level
0: yeah you don't you don't go in with you're doing it wrong
3: no, I, I, I was giving a lesson to a student at Birch Creek several years ago. Uh, and I said, so what are you thinking about after high school? Well, I'm thinking about you know majoring in music, but my dad really doesn't want me to do it. And I said, oh, huh. Well, what, did you, what does your dad do? He plays bass drum on the Chicago Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> and I started laughing. I said, oh, I didn't know your last name. Your last name is Vernon. I said, yeah. I said, well, why, oh, does, wow. why, why does your dad not want you going to music? Well, I mean, he says that on practice. Well, do you practice? Not really. He might have a point.
1: <laughs>
0: did you? Uh, did you also say by the way, overrated? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, Brian would have done that. I would have said overrated. <laughs> yeah, to be but fair, it, But we it was all funny, did. you know. So you, know, you don't know where that, instruct, that instruction comes from. A, a right. wide yeah. variety of different places, sure. Yeah, no, sure, no doubt. Yeah,
2: and you want to honor that a little bit too, right? I mean, that's a of lot course. of time, and it's a that's really how they got to you. Yeah,
3: exactly. Well, of yeah. yeah
2: i think that's important yeah
0: I, I guess you know the other argument of course is that if it's a standard in the rep that you know is going to show up on audition lists and all that you want to get in and you want to get in and make sure it's okay correct yeah, sure yeah yeah good wow this is the longest warm-up ever brian you gotta <laughs> be shot after that
2: <laughs> sorry on my teeth
0: no. cashed already all right boys it's time for a little game you got Uh-oh. it back bingo oh no is back <laughs> Oh no. Get your cards ready. Wait. Forget Wait. your buzzers. There's a card. Joey, get your horn.
1: <laughs> I,
2: have I have my card here. That's always
0: going to be a good thing. <laughs> this is pretty simple. Now we're talking tonight about trumpets, picking trumpets, so I thought it'd be great to just provide a little context on trumpet companies. So these questions are all about when trumpet companies are founded. And oh, Joey, crap. since you're so good with dates, oh, I figure crap. you're gonna knock this out of the park.
3: It's not like it's not like Big Brian's dad's trouble. birthdays.
0: <laughs> That's it. All these answers are two two part answers. You either pick before Brian's dad's birthday or after Brian's <laughs> dad's birthday. When's my, dad, when's my dad's birthday again? Oh my As god. Joey. <laughs> that was the great one of the greatest moments in the open bell history. Absolutely. Brian falling out of screen. Joey doing the math, looking up in the off air. My, off my chair. It's terrible. All right. In what year was the Vincent Bach Corporation founded? Right. do we get do we get choices? I'll give you multiple choice because oh, it's bingo. I'm, oh my god, it's like it's the first time you've ever played bingo. <laughs> a. Bingo.
3: <laughs> Check my card.
0: <laughs> There's a card. <laughs> a. 1915, B. 1918, C. 1922, or D.
3: 1931. Wow, well, considering how long How long was he making horns? I mean, it can't be 13 or 18. He couldn't be doing this during World War One, right? Like, that's no. right out. Could it have been all the way back to 22? I'm leaning towards 31. Brian, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's 1931. I think it's yeah.
3: 31 as well. Yeah.
0: 1918. No. No, come on. It's what it says. <sighs> I got it off the Naxos site. Is that when he Which first made the wrong. first instrument? No it's, no, it's what it says. That's when it was founded. No. I'm telling you.
2: Somebody made his first instrument? 1918. Maybe. We're not allowed to Google during the game.
0: That's right, but Joey does it all the time. Man. I never do it. I'm not a cheater. <laughs> I can see you looking at your screen right now. Oh, I, I am can doing see this you now. From here. it now. To you make said sure. Googling it, so I did. I'm pulling yeah, it You should up. Google it.
2: Wow. Unbelievable. 1918. That's shameful. We should know
0: that. I don't know. That seems so I early. mean, should you? No. I should. But it was right. You yeah, should know that. You're a Bach that. artist. You're you a should Bach. know it. Yeah, you're a Bach yeah, exactly. artist.
1: Oh, All right. Shameful. one. Okay.
0: In what year was the bench Company founded? A, 1922, B, 1936, C,
3: 1953, or D, 1960? Okay, Benj. God. Yeah, I have no idea.
2: I have I have no idea, but I wrote down nineteen when you asked the question, I wrote down nineteen thirty seven, so I'm going with
3: nineteen thirty-six. I actually like thirty-six for this. I'm with him on this. I agree. No, yeah, you'd I both don't be why. wrong.
0: It's nineteen fifty-three <laughs> <laughs> oh. after he was finished playing in Detroit, Eldon Benge started to make trumpets.
3: I figured he was doing it while he was doing this.
0: No, okay. you guys are doing well, you're doing great. Yeah. At least really we're not folding on this game. Yeah, I'm proud of you. In what year did Yamaha start making wind instruments oh holy crap wind instruments yes a 1966 b 1972 c 1981 or d 1984 all right
3: so i know that in 81 and 84 they were already out because i remember i remember seeing yamahas then so it's Mm -hmm. it's 66 or 72 the process of elimination, right? So if we're going 50-50, we can eliminate the later ones. They had been doing this for a while, right? Let's go, I'm going to go 66, which was by the way a great year.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were they were doing it a while before, you know, at least 20 years, uh, nearly 20 years before we kn- we knew about them as a regular Well, that's thing only 15 before here.
3: By the 80s, they were bringing in Shilki to help them out. So I'm going to go 15. So I'm going to go 60. So so I'm going to go, so yeah. gonna I go 66. You, That's my
2: I, guess. I, I would definitely agree with 66. You
3: guys
0: agree on this number?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Nineteen okay. Because if it's wrong, Joey has to play a double C. <laughs> 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 That's that you're supposed to agree. That's how bingo works. Yeah. 1966, gentlemen, you're oh, correct. Look at that. There it is. Well done. It's a great year. Well done. The folks at Yamaha will be happy about that. Yeah. In what year was the Getson Company founded? Or did, I, Let me rephrase that. In what year did yeah. Getson start to make trumpets?
3: All right, because Brian still thinks that's two words. They th- He thinks it's get zen. Get zen. Is what he <laughs> thinks. Right.
2: I, I was some, tired. Some Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody should get some zen.
3: Fair. Yeah.
0: All right. <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. To be fair.
3: To
2: be fair. December 26th. A,
0: 1963. And you want to talk about some years. That's a year. It's no 66. B, 1970, C 1962, or D 1960.
3: Wow, you didn't put them in chronological order. You're kind of throwing me off there. That was to irritate you. Yeah, you, it did. It bugged me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think '70s right out, hmm? because I think we know this. The the, the, the Severinson was in this uh, originally. Oh, that might have been in the All '70s. Right. But I do know they had they were making horns in the oh. '60s, so it's got to be '60, 60, '62, or '63. That's a hard. Oh, you're welcome. We're trying to thread a needle there. Mm-hmm.
1: Could
2: it? Yeah. Could it really be? What, is your birthday, '63, Bill. Is that the thing?
0: Yeah, I was born in '63. Yeah, it's a great year. '60. I'm going '62. Right.
2: Yeah. I'm going '63 years. Bill's birthday year. Uh,
0: then Joey wins because it was sixty-two. Uh, with and this is great, Joey, because you were trying that. to put it together the right way with the help of Doc Summerson. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All right. Doc
3: makes everything better.
0: Right. <laughs> All right. Then. And one more. Oh, In man. what year was the S.E. Shires Company founded? Oh, oh, holy crap! Now founded or started making
3: trumpets? Because founded.
0: that's not the same. I know it's not the same. Founded. <laughs> okay. Because we know that Steve was at Getson, Edwards, making Edwards trombones, and then... Then made made, made trombones for a while first. Yes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then dialed in the trumpet thing. Yeah,
3: with the help of Doc Severinsen.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, look at that. Look at that. All right, do we have some years?
0: A, 1991. B, 1994. C, 1995. Or D, 1996. Dude, this is just mean. That's not mean. A
3: 94.56? Come on. Hmm.
0: Wow. Let's see. Okay.
2: When he made his first one under that name, when he sold it, when the company was incorporated, what did we decide?
0: S.E. Shire's company was founded. So, if we're thinking, Winter
3: Olympics, and then... Okay, the three. <laughs> divide.
0: All right. And divide by uh, baking soda.
3: Uh, hold on. It's 1994.
2: So the choices are 94, 95, 96, or 91.
0: That's right. Yeah. Right? Those yes. are the choices. You are correct, sir. Four. You are correct,
2: sir. 96. Yeah, 96 is too late. Right out. <laughs> yep. Ninety too early? No. He was making trombones by then. Ninety one.
0: The correct answer is nineteen
3: ninety-five.
2: Oh, I, I was yeah. closer.
0: Does that get me anything?
2: No. Yes. This I is think it negative does. points. Nineteen ninety five.
0: Horseshoes. It's bingo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, we nailed that.
0: You guys were all over it. And by all over it I mean terrible at this game. As
2: usual, we knocked that out of the...
0: Well, this is pretty specific information. I got, I I mean, got 40%. I got, I got a solid failure. <laughs> you don't have to be faster faster than the bear. You just got to be faster than Brian. <laughs> That's right. Yes.
2: You got to be smarter than Brian, which is not hard.
0: And congratulations. All right, boys, time for a couple of things. <laughs> There are a few things in life that bring as much joy as a new trumpet. But picking out a new horn can be quite nerve-wracking. New trumpet? New trumpets. But it's okay, because we're here to help. Let's talk about picking out a new horn, and let's provide some sage advice. What do you Uh, got?
3: uh, Before we get to trying out the horn, let's talk about when is the time to get a new horn. Mm, I think a lot of people think... I'm going to buy a new horn and that's going to fix all of my problems. Wait, it doesn't? <laughs> it Wait, does not. Like a mouthpiece?
2: Huh. I thought mouthpieces did that.
3: Exactly. That's what mouthpieces are for. <laughs> so, <laughs> But the idea of when, when, when to go shopping for equipment, when to go shopping for a trumpet, is when things are working and when you are playing like you play. So hmm. the idea of... I I haven't played in a while. I had two weeks off, or, you know, or I'm injured or coming back from, or everything's changing right now. These are terrible times to go looking for a horn.
2: During an embouchure change?
3: Yeah, during an embouchure change is is a particularly (laughs) bad time. During your second embouchure change in a year? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> or, or after we we the two of us drive out to Jersey and just hit Brian in the face, <laughs> <laughs> feeling attacked. <laughs> but yeah, you want to be you want to be solid. You want to be on solid ground mm-hmm. so that you you know have a basis for comparison. So before we ever start, think all right, what? So then you have an idea of what you're looking for in a new horn. It's not going to fix things, but you need to know this is how I play and this is what I'm getting out of my current equipment.
1: Right. And- what about?
3: And you want to bring someone you trust. You want to be with at least one other person that you trust.
0: Which, let's just put this right out there now because we're going to come back around again. I like the way you said bring someone you trust. That doesn't mean bring them to your computer when you buy it online. It means bring them <laughs> to the store in person.
3: Yes, bring them with you. and, and you Because you know, ideally y- you yep. really want to be trying playing these things you know, playing a horn to get an idea of whether you want to spend this kind of money because horns are expensive.
1: It, yeah. Would
2: it be a good idea to not talk to your um, your future teacher bef- and before you buy a horn? So like you would buy one in, say, July <laughs> before you come to school no, in September. I don't
0: think that matters at all. I think you should go with the advice of anyone else but your future teacher.
3: You should right. check. You should get online and just get on uh, any website and say, what new trumpet should I buy? And <laughs> right. That's, that's what you should do.
0: Sort, lowest price to highest. Right. they just go with the first one that comes up because it's most popular.
3: Right. Well, obviously. Yeah.
2: And how much does how it looks weigh into your decision? It's,
0: it's everything. Absolutely. <laughs> if it's not pretty enough, I'm not buying it. If it's not okay. blue or purple, it doesn't go on the list. Right.
3: I do have okay. a pink plastic trumpet in the room. You do. So. You do? That's true. Yeah. But my C trumpet is raw brass <laughs> because I played it and went, oh, this is great. Well, uh, this is just I I'll just take this one.
0: Well <laughs> I I did the same thing with Shires, right? Got the C trumpet all put together, went there. Brian, you were there. So Sam is like, take it with you, right? And uh and, and try it out and then send it back and we'll silver plate it. And the more I played it I thought I don't want anything about this to change. Right. It's just not worth it for right. me to do it. So fine, leave it as is.
3: Yeah, I played I played my C I was just trying out some horns and I played down the row and went oh wait hey, hang on i brought you guys over yeah and uh uh they said well you know this is the one that's been around a lot of shows and done a lot of stuff here and i'm like uh-huh mm-hmm. Not well
1: anymore. we can take
3: it back and clean it up and plate it and i'm like N- um no i'll just i'll just take this home
0: yeah do you want a bag nope <laughs> No, <laughs> i got room right here it's right here yeah yeah, absolutely. But being there, we've all done this, right? I mean, you've got to be there, and I love this idea of taking someone with you to listen to be on the other side of the bell and help you figure that out.
2: Well, that's right. the thing, right? When you're playing it, you don't, you're do not you not hearing the business end.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: There right? are times I, trumpet players do a very bad job of hearing what the horn actually sounds like, and they're judging much more by feel, right? Yeah. If you're trying something new, it might feel a little different. It might speak a little different. you You might hear the horn you're on now, might not be as present behind uh, the bell as the others, so you might think, "Oh, this one I can't hear at all," or "This one I hear too much," and right. those play into uh, and the feel of that plays into your your judgment of it, rather than what is the audience going
0: to hear, right? Which is
3: yeah. that's that's job one,
0: right? So why you take your teacher or your future teacher, or you wait until you get to your future teacher, uh, and and then and then do it? Then I tell students that all the time: don't be in a hurry. Like, get here. We'll figure it out together. Right. right? We've got horns you can use. We've got we've got time to get this right. Help you find a great deal and all those things.
2: And there are students who who get lucky, though. You know, I have a student who showed up with a B flat and C this fall. He had purchased them himself online with his job. I had no idea that he had just purchased them and both horns play great. Mm -hmm. That's good. And so so students do get do get lucky. Yeah, yeah and, for and
1: sure.
3: There are so many great instruments out there. Yes. You know, this. it's sometimes harder now for two reasons. One, there aren't as many music stores that just carry a lot of stuff. And two, uh, well, three. Two, there are lots of great uh, new and used torrents available. But three, they're expensive. So you really want to try and do yeah. this right. You yeah. know, I i mean, this is, I am i know I'm not as old as Bill, but I bought my first <laughs> flugelhorn brand new mm-hmm. for $300. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. You know, I went to Giardinelli's, tried out stuff all day, and went, um, I'll take that.
0: Like, Yamaha okay. YFH, 631. Rose 2310, actually. Their, their student model
3: at the time, it played unbelievably well. It was $300. Yeah. And I was like, I'll take this.
0: That's yellow brass, right? That one? Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. got it was true. My freshman year of college as a Christmas gift. I thought my parents. I unwrapped it. Thought my parents had bought me a suitcase. I thought it was like, oh, they want me out, right? <laughs> Which was true, but a separate <laughs> Which, issue. That was true. Isn't that's for another podcast, but different discussion. Yeah, the YFH six thirty one Rose Brass Chuck Mangione. There it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrific horns. Um, let's come back to that again, the Yamaha thing, because I I have a couple things about that particular yeah. brand. Okay. I mean, uh, you know what? I'll just throw it out now you could buy one of those off the shelf and consi- it's going to be consistent pitch wise. They are, I think exceedingly consistent. It's they a make, brand. Yeah, I, it's a brand that I, in terms of that particular thing that I would trust that the consistency with which they play in their intonation. I think that's true, but I think that's, this is one of those
3: things that I think it's overblown about, ex- especially the Bach unintended. trumpets. Mm-hmm. You hear Well, that's that.
2: new though. It's, it's new on Bach. I think. No, this has been be going
3: fair. on for decades. No, People you, you are like, have, "Oh, I, they're inconsistent." I think it's overblown. I don't think it's true. I think it's true. I think it's true. I've,
2: oh, I've been to so. I've been to the factory twice. Uh, I bought a horn each time, um, and they actually changed the way they make horns drastically in the early two thousands. Um, drastically, and by that I mean they started using jigs. To make the parts that they had never used before, the craftsmen were amazing. Huh. Before that, but they weren't making the they weren't making the main tuning slide on a jig. So the guy who was making the main tuning slide would, was literally eyeballing it. And so they get to the end of the row, and the person who had to put it together put it together. And sometimes it w- went together easily, and sometimes it didn't, and had all these te- this tension built into it. The same thing was true of the trombone slides. They told me an amazing story of the trombone slides. So the, um, the knock on the trombones was that the instruments were fantastic, sounded amazing, but you had to have somebody work on the slides. Well, it turns out that they didn't have a machine that could pull the entire length of tubing of a trombone slide. So they literally had to pull half of it, turn it around in the machine and pull the other half. So of course it came out like a a, a pretzel and, but it wasn't that it wasn't bad enough. They also, just put it in a barrel. And then the barrel got put on a forklift and taken to the other side of the plant. So these are banging around against each other the whole time. And so what they did was they actually bought four machines that turn that pull the entire length of the slide. And then they put it in a frame. And so it's protected on three points. And then that frame, then they moved where they put the slides together to right across the aisle. And then they take that frame right across the aisle. And then they, zero problems with the slides then.
3: I mean, right. well, frightening what, changes. Sure, but what I'm saying is those craftsmen are actually good. I'm not saying the horns weren't different. What I'm saying is I okay. think this idea of, oh, you know, these box are all over the place. Sure, they're different horns, but there were when we were growing up, there were more good box out there than any other good horn. So what well, happens, there are also more of them out there, so anytime you run across one that you don't like, you're like, oh, their consistency. I think that's been overblown for decades. I don't know. I don't the know. last I time think, out,
2: yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, I, I think there were some really... I think there was a wide enough variation that there were a lot of really bad horns that sounded good. Like they sound good on a on a note, sure. but that's the pri- pri- proprietary way that they cook the bell and the metal they use, um, and which is still proprietary, of course. Um, I have a, a, a metal story too, for them too. Um, but, you know, the last time I was at the factory, um, I tried, I think I tried 26 horns. There were none that I wouldn't play in public. They all played well. There were uh, I think eight that were spectacular, and four of those played a lot better than the horn I had picked when I had been at the factory like two years before. Hmm. Um, so I think yeah, I
0: think the standard is is and outrageous you, now. Brian, you're using uh, just a decibel meter, right? That's what yeah you that's mean. all I yeah. use yeah. yep just, yeah. put just a, yeah. but not just, one he, on your phone because that be, doesn't
3: he says better. <laughs> he just
0: he just means louder. yes, yeah. <laughs> much louder. Yeah you just hammer. <laughs> well, we got to like talk about hard. how
2: we try out instruments. So. We're, we're going to do that.
0: We are going to do that. So I think <laughs> yeah. where we, where we've landed here is that when you're ready for the horn and we're, of course, we're, I think we're kind of safe to say, we're kind of aiming our discussion at folks who are transitioning to college, right? Kind of making the move to start their undergrad degree. That's, that, that's kind of where That's usually a yeah. time. That's usually a time. Yeah.
2: You can make a case for a high school student who's showing yep. some real promise and really right. wants to so
0: in, in that vein, I'd like to back up and get your opinion on this idea. The intermediate horns. So they start mm, on a yeah. student horn. Is there a correct time and place for the, an intermediate horn purchase? Uh, uh, I don't love the intermediate horns just as a concept. I don't either.
3: I find that they have a too short a shelf life. Either you're going to stop playing, then why did you bother? Or you're going to continue <laughs> playing and you should have just bought a pro horn.
0: Right. <laughs> that's a great point. Right. No, that's it. That's, right. That's the point exactly. And do they
2: play that much better than whatever used horn was in somebody's closet, you know, that that they gave you to do your first few years on?
3: Exactly. For Mm. the price of a new intermediate horn, you can probably find a used professional horn.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's why I wanted to bring this up, because new and shiny and right out of the case and all that is appealing. However, right. For maybe the same amount of money or maybe even less, you can get a great old used Bach. Yeah. That you could be playing for the rest of your life and not worry about yeah, it. that's right sure yeah okay cool i wanted to cover i wanted to make sure that we did that so now let's talk about what is what's the checklist what are we looking for we're in there we got our person across from us we're ready our playing's in really good shape here's a row of horns what are we looking for
3: all right first off job one i want to make sure everything's operational right mm-hmm slides work valves valve work everything work. moves you know i can you know the the valve caps the unscrew on the top and on the bottom you know everything is in operational condition right I want it to is know. it
2: is fascinating to see joey pick up a horn for the first time and and it's like a, his hands are a blur they kind of go all over the horn and check mm-hmm. everything and the slides go in and out the valves go up and down and all the all the screws get loosened and tightened again yeah. It's, I want it's to know pretty that that fast, works. but it's cool. No,
3: I want to know that it works. That's, for me, job one. Is there anything physically wrong with the trumpet, right? right. New, or, new or used, and it doesn't matter. Same thing. I want to. That's job one for me. Like, make sure everything works. Right. You right? take your own valve
2: oil, or you use the valve oil that's there?
3: I, I, I'm assuming the valve oil is there. Now, it depends on where yeah. I am. I always have it. I, I'll always say, this is the other part. You should have the horn you're playing on now with you,
0: which mm-hmm. means I always have valve oil with me as well. Right. Yep. And you want to mix valve oil. That's always a great idea. <laughs> always a great <laughs> idea. Especially yeah. if you're not going to buy it. You want to put whatever you've got you it in there. Yeah, you want to make sure the
3: it. next person is completely yes. screwed over. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And carry both with you. So if it is synthetic, you can put petroleum and stuff in there. <laughs> you know what I mean, you want to be prepared. <laughs> We're doing great work here today. <laughs> great stuff. All yeah. right, so the horn works. The valves work. And they're not as loud as Brian's, yet they go up and down. Yeah. Right. All right. what's next?
2: You can loosen the caps
3: to make them louder. <laughs> apparently <laughs> that's what Brian does
0: <laughs>
3: well yeah you put your mouthpiece in there and you know it's time to play right so for me I I know you guys are shocked I have a system yes no <laughs> I, I know I know you're shocked you're such a random guy there's a method yeah so for me I, I start I play a, I play a like a whole note C in the staff mm-hmm. right I want to know right where it's going to go and I want to I want to see does it what does it sound like what does it feel like just play me a C in the staff, boom. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys? Right. What do you guys do right away?
0: Uh, same approach, concert F, but yeah.
3: Oh, you play, yeah, I you play, play the G. G. You play the Cause sure, I just think it's fine.
0: It's the note that really kind of tells you. But oh, see, I think the C is very telling.
2: Yeah, I think one of the C's. I, I play the two note C, but I play the low C. I really want to know how loud I can play that.
0: <laughs> see. i wish he was kidding <laughs> I know he's not that's the thing he's not um, kidding no this is so, the true test yeah
2: and then I, and then I, I just go chromatically down to low g and then i do a real slow slurred two octave g scale up and back down
0: what you you what
2: two two octave g scale you sl- up you slowly say-
0: no, that's not what you said. Slurred. You slurred. oh yes, it. Thank sorry, you. <laughs> slurred. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. I'm not in, at that point.
2: I'm not
3: interested in the articulation
2: yet.
0: Oh man, I'm going to yeah. quote you on that. I'm going to type that in right now. <laughs> See, that's interesting.
3: I, uh, that's a good way to go. But I, I go right away. Right, I do some chromatic stuff. So I go C, C sharp, and then I do the octave below. I want to know mm-hmm. where that tuning, the, the tuning lies, because yeah. that that partial, that C sharp, D, uh, D sharp, you know, or E flat and E, you know, can be really flat mm-hmm. so i want to know right away so i'm going to play octave c c sharp and then low c low c sharp c d low c low d c e flat low c low e flat and put those octaves put the sound and i want to see if the pitch uh it changes at all i want to know if the sound concept changes at all right there in the smack middle of the horn i think
2: that i think you have to do that that's the second thing i check
3: yeah right so if
2: if i get even core to the sound from the g to the g and back down then i know that i can i'm able to play that instrument and then i want to check the pitch
0: so i will play the single concert f i might play a couple of little patterns just to feel what the response is and then i play the heart of thy nora is breaking for thee because it covers there it is all those harvest number 22 yes page 96 Right. 196 number 22. Old book. because and old you book. get the low d the d you get the d and you get the e above right mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. it's a good a good way in that key to just kind of center it up and see where the pitch is. I oh like yeah, it. see I haven't gotten to music. Music then comes yeah. third, right? Yeah, right. real playing
2: music. Right. So
0: Joey, you, this is this is very typical of your approach where you're starting in the middle and then you start to work out chromatically, systematically yeah. out mm-hmm. from center to figure out what it is. Brian, you went scales.
2: Yep. I have a but I also have a question. Sure. So you have twenty horns in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're doing this. Every, on every horn. Absolutely. Same completely. way every time. Yep. Same way. So so I'm I'm not doing that. I'm I'm doing a first pass on all the horns on low C, quality of sound, that scale up, and the tuning on those difficult notes, E E flat and D. I just I also check the G's and then I'm done with that horn. That's a take it or leave it. And so that horn gets put a little oh, bit higher okay. on the table or a little bit lower. And I can usually eliminate half or more of the instruments there. Interesting. And then I'm looking at, Then I'm looking at a little bit higher level or more nuance. I mean,
0: okay, you to are be, walking commercial
3: for this company. Or to, or more but decibels. To, <laughs> but to be to to be fair, what Brian's saying <laughs> is true. Fair. There are there are horns where I have played a tuning note C and thought,
0: nope, no way. <laughs> I know. No, I get it.
3: So yeah, you're right. At any yeah. one of these levels, a horn can be eliminated sure right but if I, you know if i'm working with a student because once i get to the music part this is part three mm-hmm. then i start going back and forth with the horn i'm playing now
1: oh yes that's right, where the right. back
3: and forth starts mm-hmm. because if i have a horn and, and i do and presumably i have something that i like I, i'm not gonna buy. Bo- i'm not spending any money unless i'm getting something better yeah because right. if it's like well it, this is pretty much like my horn and i like mm-hmm. my horn well i already have my horn right so there's no reason like when I was working with the, the BNS guys when they first started coming to IU years and years and years ago This is Ger- when Gerhard Meinl was still running the corporation He brought all these trumpets and he says well try all these out So I tried I tried them out and John tried them out Ed tried them out and we all came to we liked one of them Like okay, this one's pretty good And he, and but Ed, you know, is a, a very hardcore monette guy. He's like I'll try out horns, but I'm not switching And and John was like, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but eh, I'm not really interested. And so he left it with me All right. Tell me what you think so I brought it back to you know, my office and put it through. And and I actually wrote him a long email saying, okay, here's why I wouldn't play this. There's this, there's this, there's this. This is a good trumpet, but. Came yeah. back months later, came back months later. This went on for a couple of years. Hmm. And where there were a couple I actually brought in, I was playing a show and I'd bring it to the pit and try it on one tune. I'd play in a big band gig and I'd bring it out and try it on in the band like they were good. And then I'd try it and go, no.
0: No, yeah.
3: <laughs> Until I got the horn I'm playing right now. Right, and I remember bringing that on in a big band gig Boom, I, I switched in the middle of a tune and played and went, ooh, <laughs> that's better.
0: Right. Yeah. Now I'm ready. Yeah, and that's your point of reference, right? I mean, that's yeah. the horn you know better than anything else, the one you're right. playing right now.
3: So you do want to have that back and forth, and you want to have somebody in the room, someone there with you that can hear the other side of it. Then you yes. want to go back and fa- back back to back music that one you know and can play. Mm -hmm. right Right. now we've but we've all been at the shows and i like making fun of this probably more than most people because here's how we here's what we see we should make a video of this and put this up online how people actually try (laughs) out horns they pick up a horn they look at the valve casing yeah and then they try and play something that apparently they can't play now for the orchestral players playing C trumpets this is usually petrushka Or Alpine Symphony, these are the two I hear a lot. That they obviously can't play, and are thinking maybe this is the horn that's going to let me play this. And guess what? It's not the horn. (laughs) And and then for B flat trumpets for commercial players, high notes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, how high can I play on it? And if nothing speaks, they're like, oh, my thing seems a little tight.
0: You got to know if it's in there. You know. Does it have one in
3: it? These are terrible. Horrible <laughs> ways to try out horns, but music that like when you're talking about the heart of thy is breaking for thee. There you go. Right. There is a a, a a simple melody right down the middle of the horn yep. and go. All right, I know I can play this. How does this sound on this instrument? And then some back and forth with your horn with friends uh, and have your friends try them out as well if they're trumpet players. What right. do you think of this? And not that one size fits all, but you know you can get a good feed get good feedback from hearing them play it as well.
0: Right. Then I will say after that, because that, that tells me a lot about the horn and the sound and the intonation and all that, then I will try some other things. Believe it or not, we'll see how articulation works on it and yes. how it feels in other places and all that. Of course. But uh, but I think we're, so So far, it works fine. We play a note. We like it. Brian has pushed some of the trumpets away from him on the table based on the first note, right? Sure. Then we might do some scales or chromatic, some systematic things, and then we play a piece of music we really determine if we feel at home and if it's better than our other horn, then we move on. Yes. Yeah. Now,
1: for sure. For sure. next,
0: I'm going to check articulation. I want to know how it responds in different registers.
3: Oh yeah. But I think this is part of the music thing, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm going to play a bunch of different types of music as I perform a lot of different types of music.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: So I will so check you're... there. There will come a time where I am going to play high notes. This is the hard part of trying out horns at, at, at festivals i don't <laughs> want to be that guy in the room but if a horn's playing really really well um the yamaha guys came out here uh it was i guess three years ago two years ago now right before everything shut down and bob malone and wayne Tanabe were here and they were trying some stuff out oh fun and uh mm-hmm. and they said hey try this and try this and there was a new version of the uh of the new york which i've always liked actually the new york b flats the yamaha mm-hmm. new yorks so i found to be really good horns and they said joey try this uh we've made some modifications tonight the last time you played this i'm like oh it's like so i'm playing and i'm like and I waited until all the kids left. Mm-hmm. And I said, and John and I hung and I'm like, "All right, I really want to I really want to try playing some high note stuff, but I don't want to be that guy." Absolutely. This is how I make a lot of my living. I want to know that the horn works. Sure. You know, cuz okay. especially when you get up around high G, this is where B-flat trumpets can get really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know where like uh, uh, I had a B-flat trumpet in college where uh, like the best way i could play a high f is by using first valve third valve with my th- my third valve slide thrown
1: hmm. otherwise wow. it just
3: felt it felt really risky like first valve was just totally risky well, i don't want one and like three that. with a
2: third valve trigger yep. out felt but, less risky than first <laughs> yes <laughs> it was wow. it was
3: squirly you know so I, I don't want i don't want that kind of squirreliness on a on where i'm going to be doing a lot of work so of course i'm going to go play high notes and of course i'm going to play low notes of course i'm going to tongue and i'm going to slur absolutely right
2: yes yeah mr darling used to try used to try the the double g and the double c he played fourth in the cleveland orchestra gotta know that works the b-flat trumpet needed to be able to do that
0: personally i want to know if it's got a good pedal in it (laughs) and have you found one that does yet (laughs) no no one's making making good horns these days
2: (laughs) although he played in the office this weekend he played a pedal C. Uh, is yeah. that right? Yeah. You yeah. heard it in person? Yeah, I heard it in it person. Right live. live in I'll person. Only
3: video documentation yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Doing the thing
2: happens. in the office. Yeah. But Rowan. And, and,
3: But and remember this. I mean, you know, we all play the instruments. We play different brands of instruments. There are so many great horns out there. So yeah. the idea that any one brand has somehow got a secret it just isn't true. Right. So it, try as wide a variety as you can.
0: Well, some of it's fit too like I, I think there are really great brands of horns out there that i would have no business playing because they you know they're not helping me fill in the gaps as it were or 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 do the things that i want to do right absolutely right. um and so for the reasons you know for for a variety of reasons i've gravitated to the horns that i play to the shire's horns because i i love them and i think they help me a lot they help me do some things you know they help me go where i where i want to and go right and mostly, I don't take the abuse from you guys for playing other brands. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that helps. <laughs>
0: of course, that yes. Was outstanding. Well,
3: but that, there were horns, and I think we've all had these at some time in our past, that we we have played for whatever reason that we realize, oh, that was not helping.
0: No, <laughs> no, no. Right? Right, or, yes. that was a lot of work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. You
1: know?
2: I also think it's interesting, you know, I mean, the lesson to take from this is develop a system that works for you to try out horns. But, you know, I I have gone several times to try out horns with George Rabbi. And the problem with George is that he makes any horn sound great, <laughs> but he's also willing to work with a horn until he can sound great on it. Yeah, <laughs> is not,
0: not helpful, George. <laughs>
2: which, which is f- for him f- also frustrating, right? But it's difficult for the listener, that set of ears that he trusts because, well, yeah, you, you sound great. I yeah. what do you want me to say? Sounds
0: sound right. like the last one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. This is Right. You want to make sure that you want to play how you play. That's why I was saying at the start, yeah. you want to start from a place of, of, of confidence, not from a place of, well, maybe this can help me fix. Because, right, if you start making adjustments to how you play to match how the instrument works with you, then... Wow, you're in for a lot of frustration long term. Yeah. You know, eventually you're gonna to want to revert to how you play best. And if that horn doesn't work for you in that way, you're gonna start you're gonna start driving yourself crazy.
2: Yeah. So I was literally taking after he would play a few notes, I'd literally have to take the horn away from him, put it down and give him the next horn. Like I we went back and forth like that. Like I right, uh, right. protect him from himself. It was fascinating. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: So we're going in, we've got our mouthpiece and our own horn. We've got We've got a variety of valve oils so that we can do public service. Uh, and we've got music. We're taking books, right? We're going to sure. select some things that we know, maybe even practice a few things that we know we're going to play in order that cover all the things we want to know. Yeah. The lyrical stuff, some range stuff, some articulation, some arpeggiated things, whatever whatever it happens to be. Just make sure that on the day that you're going to go do this, that you take those things with you. Um, don't rely on your memory for music and take it yeah. so you can do the same thing over and over again.
2: And what about the space in which you're trying horns out? Like, do you need to be in a practice room? What if you're in a big room? What if there are other people playing around you and doing their own thing?
1: Uh,
0: so, yeah, I mean, that's a tough yeah. one. a place like Shires has just redone this. They've got this beautiful room where you can go. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are lucky enough to go to the factory. Right.
3: Right. Ideally, you want to be in a, in a, a medium to large room with some high ceilings and by, and, you know, where there's no one else playing. Yeah, that's not always possible, but that's uh, the ideal setting, obviously. Yeah, because if you're in a if you're in a small, tight space where lots of people are playing, you're not really getting the feedback you want,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Yeah, you got to take that into account. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And if you might need to do that in a music store, but but eventually, even when you get it narrowed down to the top few, maybe there is a stairwell you could step into, yeah, or something to. try to create a little more resonance and see how it feels that way too, you know? All right. So most of this, I think this is our system and it's in place. And I, and I like this, I think we're thinking about it. We're very like-minded on this. Um, Let's talk a little bit about then we've got a great B flat. Now we're ready for the C trumpet because I think things get a little more tricky. Mm -hmm. We're going to use the same system, but we're looking out for some additional issues with these smaller horns. All
3: the same rules apply, except yep. you now ne- it's more important to have someone there that if you don't have experience with C trumpet or E flat trumpet or piccolo trumpet or flugelhorn or mm-hmm. cornet, no offense to you personally, Brian, there are people who have never played them, then you want to bring <laughs> someone who does have Shame more expertise than you do so that you have a good basis because mm-hmm. you just yeah. might not know.
0: Yeah. Because mean- the, the pitch the pitch tendency issues on all these horns are exaggerated right um they can be yeah they can be yeah yeah so um yeah like with the C trumpet you've got to check i think this is where it's more important to check the low C and the G first right oh For i think in the C it's even sharp, even right? more
3: important to check the C sharp D E flat E i mean thinking on, on the top of the staff yeah when we were yeah. growing i mean i my trumpet teacher at the time in high school helped pick out a C trumpet for me and then said, just so you know, uh, we play E flats two and three and we play E's one and two. And I'm like, right, why? Right. It's because they're flat. That was just how we well, learned. Just how you did it. Because that's how the horns are. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But from time to time you find it where, you find one where you don't have to do it all the time or you can get away with it in faster passages or it is yes. better, you know. Right. But those are the primary things to check. Right, out.
3: but it becomes more important to have some more expertise there. Because yes. most likely when you're ready to buy a professional model B-flat trumpet, you've already played B-flat trumpet for a long time. Right. But when you're looking at adding a smaller horn, then you don't have the experience on that horn. You want somebody who does, who has sure. the experience there to help you through that process. Which this is, is why... also where
2: a teacher could, uh, having uh-huh. a teacher's horn there, you know, you compare these horns against your teacher's horn
3: well ideally if you're studying with somebody the teacher would be the person to help you with this
0: yeah right and and so another reason to wait until you get to school get some experience on a variety of C trumpets whether it's a school horn you're playing or your teacher's horn and you mm-hmm. get some experience and then you've got a a point of departure from which to make the decision
3: right? absolutely
0: don't don't feel like you need to have the C by the time you get there it's better to wait and try to find right. the right horn because for you.
3: what you said about the yamaha horns you're like hey listen all other things being equal, most things you buy off the rack from Yamaha are gonna are gonna play well in tune to do that. I would say the exact same thing about Shilki E flats and picks.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like,
3: uh, you know, yeah. I don't know that I've ever played a a. a I'm now the Shilki picks are not my favorite uh, because I have a hard time sounding good on them. Now, my students, I've had lots of students sound like a million bucks on them, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but boy. I don't think I've ever heard anybody go, "Yeah, I found this P five four, but it's really a dog." And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just not true. a phrase I've heard. <laughs> right? That's true. They make, they make remarkably consistent high horns. They're great. Yes, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, any other things that we want to warn folks about that are specific to specific horns? Like, so we talked about the C trump at the top of the staff being out of tune. We know knowing that the A should be a little bit high if other things are in tune, right? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What about E flat? What are we looking for in an E flat trumpet?
3: Uh, For me personally, I want to make sure it doesn't sound it it sounds big enough so it doesn't sound small, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's the no man's land, you know, because piccolo, it's it's an octave higher. C trumpets only a step away. That E flat trumpet's kind of out in the middle. And there are E flat trumpets that sound a little nasal. So make sure you're still getting a good, rich, full and clear sound out of that. And it's not too small. Other than that, I think all the same rules still apply. You want to, you want to find good tuning and good response.
2: Mm i might actually go for the tuning earlier in slightly earlier in the process or slightly more intense about it earlier in the process, because yes, I think some of the tendencies can be exaggerated on those smaller Mm -hmm. horns and you just don't want to be messing around with having to bend things around.
0: Right. Yeah, and register. Yeah, and and for the E-flat for me, because I've, I've played a bunch of them, I want it to be easier to play. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> want to be fighting. I don't want an E-flat that feels stuffy to me. Right, because yeah.
3: if you've learned Haydn uh, or Hummel on B-flat trumpet, and right. you've learned it that way, and you've gone through that, when you pick up an E-flat trumpet, it should already be easier. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you've already <laughs> yeah, that's learned a a the solo, point. you just, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm just in the key of C and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well yes. this is easier.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. So
3: there's a good there's a good way of testing on your, if you don't mm-hmm. know your hiding or humble yet, uh, if you're ready on B flat trumpet, learn them. So then when you're ready to pick out an E flat trumpet, you've got a basis. Yeah. And if the
2: new sound is really objectionable to you, then it means it's
3: drastically
2: different from your B flat trumpet sound.
3: And right. it means put the horn down and walk away. And walk yeah. away. <laughs> no matter how <laughs> pretty right.
0: it is. Put down the E flat and walk yeah. away. Yeah. Uh how, <laughs> how about nice how about Flugelhorn? Any commentary on Flugelhorn?
3: Well, yeah, watch the pitch um uh I I would check make sure you play up to high C on it. Because uh, <laughs> uh I think most people I think most people pick up a flugelhorn horn and like, oh, it sounds so pretty and oh, it looks cool. But uh the most of the time, even on good flugel horns, they don't start getting squirrely until you get out of the staff. Right. So you can <laughs> right, get up right to that G a. and then you would try yeah. and play an A and it's like, rear, yep. rear. it's like you're, <laughs> it, it feels like you're blowing through a crazy straw at that point. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that <laughs> horn should play evenly all the way up to high C. There's no yep. reason it shouldn't. Right. Now, yep. what, if,
2: what if a student doesn't have, or what if someone picking out a flugel horn does not have a really good flugel mouthpiece? Like what if they're playing a 3C with a flugel shank on it?
3: Well, having the right equipment is, yeah, an integral process here. You need to have good stuff.
0: I think you know, what he meant to say was you're doing it wrong.
3: <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. You do want to if you're if you're trying out a flugel and you never played one before, you you are going to need a good flugel mouthpiece. That's true. Mm-hmm. Which, if you're looking for a basic guideline, is take the mouthpiece you're playing on B flat trumpet, and find the flugel version of that. You right. know, most manufacturers will have something in the same, even though it'll have the same number, it won't have the same exact rim size, it'll be a slightly smaller, but it'll have the same uh, general shape with more of a V to it in the flugel, even like the Bach, the FL mouthpieces that they make. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are. I played a 1B FL for a long time. Yeah, right? it's still
2: got a V shape, it's still yeah. going to be more of a funnel, it's going to sound warmer than yeah. literally playing a 1.5C flugel mouthpiece.
3: <laughs> right.
0: Right, yeah. Now we didn't talk much about taking mouthpieces with these other specialty horns, because again, this is why it's it's important to have some experience with them mm-hmm. and have dialed that in in advance. Like right. if you're going to go try E flat trumpets, typically you don't play the same mouthpiece that you do in your B-flat on your B flat on your E flat. You're you're coming back a little bit with diameter, maybe maybe a shallower cup, maybe, but at least bringing the diameter back. If you're a one and a half player on the B flat, you might try a three C equivalent on the E-flat trumpet, just enough. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. But yeah, you'd want for wanna, some players, that's important. Yeah, you'd want to know what that is before you go just trying an E-flat trumpet on your big mouthpiece, on your <laughs> E-flat yeah. e mouthpiece. And right. this,
2: you know, when you're doing the higher trumpets, this is some serious investment of cash. Right, yeah. Right? So these are students who are, people who are going to have saved for a while, right? And this is not going to be something they're going to turn around and redo in a year. Right. right? You're going to hold onto these for a long time.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Brian, what about cornet?
2: Oh, well, yeah, I think a mouthpiece is, is pretty important too. And, um, yeah, I do, I do think the same deal with the, with the Yamaha, um, cornets, they all play really well. It's a, it's an excellent sound and the pitch is terrific. Um, I play Besson. I have in the studio pile, um, two Besson student models That were made in india they play great um Hmm. they play great the bell is a little small so if you lean on them they get a little bright um but they play they're they're terrific but the same all the same rules apply it's sound first it's can you play an even scale on it do these difficult notes line up pitch wise and then i for me the same deal right the most a big part of it is the mouthpiece you're playing. And if you have mouthpiece questions about design and stuff, I'm happy to help you out. Here we go. Um,
0: There we, and yeah, Brian and I've worked on this together and I, I've had some great conversations with Peter Pickett about this myself. So we're, (laughs) Peter understood everything that I said.
1: (laughs) I'm going to kill you both. Wow.
0: I think the results are there. I think the results are proof that we were successful. Yeah. The it's results, in writing on the website.
3: I will agree that the results do speak for themselves. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> just
2: go look at the website. Whose name's there?
3: Well,
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how you can come away from this conversation and not pick a winning horn every time. Exactly. We're <laughs> happy welcome. to help. You're welcome.
2: Yeah. I just rec- recommended a Gets and Eterna to somebody. Yeah. Right. I think it's uh, as those a cornet. Tr- those are good cornets. Yeah. yeah. I had a yeah. great time playing that.
0: I will say this too, if you're, look, let's back up to that. If you're looking for a used piccolo and you can find one of the old gets and Eterna oh, piccolos, yeah. those terrific. are solid. It's a yep. great horn. Here's the thing. You don't even need a case. You can just throw it in your trunk. Those things are yeah, solid. solid. You can't break oh those things. <laughs> <laughs> the one with the angled lead pipe. Yep. Yeah. The lead pipe angles down just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Totally. They sound great. They're easy to play. The valves are incredible. Yeah. Those are great horns. Uh, what about flugels? What do you feel about them? already some, did this. No, and I'm saying, no brands. Like, yeah. what's, oh. what? Do you like the old Queen On? Uh, like of course. The, uh, that, that vintage Queenon On thing they, that people like yeah. to chase down?
3: The Queen On sound is something everybody seems to be looking for. The problem with those horns is that most of them uh, were really hard to play in tune. So they were really great solo instruments, but not necessarily great section instruments. Right. No.
2: Yeah. What about yeah. the Con Vintage One?
0: Great. Great flugelhorn. flugelhorn, just a great flugelhorn. And Beautiful you know who, sound. You know who designed it? That's
3: designed by our very good friend Jay Fred Powell. Fred Powell. Oh yes. Yeah. And Fred's yeah.
0: flugels. If you is that why his of, are so
3: great? Oh yes. Fred it's makes. Stupid.
0: He makes good. great
3: flugel horns. Yeah. They're outstanding instruments.
0: You know, you don't. He's got. He's got the trigger on there for the low D, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to use it. <laughs> no. You really don't. Just no. He, he just makes great about it. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> amazing.
2: Amazing. I play the Yamaha, the gold brass. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought it at, um, at that time, the, the, a member of the brass band was the owner of a music store. And he said, if you ever want to buy anything that I sell, I'll give it to you for cost. So oh I bought my. it for uh, like 930 bucks or something. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. a tr- beautiful instrument.
0: Yeah. And don't, don't steer away from those used horns. Cause there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there oh, that yeah. can meet your needs really well. Totally. I, well, that was, I think, some good advice, boys. It's time for No Offense. Look, if you're buying your horns off of eBay without trying them, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <We> totally. Won- <laughs> it's okay, like, look, you find some vintage something somewhere, you're messing around, and you're just adding to your collection, fine. But this is if this is going to be your daily driver, your Toyota Corolla, no offense, Brian, of <laughs> trumpets. Oh, would I take offense at that? <laughs> you got to take the time. You got to make an investment. You got to do it right. Absolutely. And take yeah, a it, set of
2: ears that you trust.
3: Yeah. Y- yeah, you, you got to do this right. Otherwise, you end up spending some money, and then a month later, you're going to regret it.
0: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> ask us, because I don't know. I like spending other people's money, personally. <laughs> yes, you do.
3: You are really great
0: do. at that. You're, You're very, very good, good at it. At it.
3: <laughs> You're
2: one to talk. I bought a shirts or pick after a tour with you, Joey. That's true. You're
0: welcome. <laughs> right. This we categorize all of these uh, purchases under. I wish I didn't know that. Yeah, but once you know, I really didn't need to know that. Once and you then, know, then know, then that. you got to do it. Cha ching!
3: Absolutely.
0: Right. Yeah, you got it. With the the proper number of trumpets to have
2: and, and, plus, plus, one. One. and plus one there it <laughs> is there number you
0: have plus one more as i'm looking in my yamaha fg piccolo sitting over on the floor <laughs> oh, i'm still <laughs> mad at you for that <laughs> joey's Horn. still jealous i can I'm see it from here i'm still <laughs> mad at you for that
3: <laughs> i can oh. see it from here
1: uh,
0: yeah but you know i didn't go buy an e-bike that's true we'll cover new bike Well, that should about do it for today. Thanks for joining us on yet another episode. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, go buy a new trumpet, take a friend. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.